Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for the bigger picture. Ryan, let's talk about China. The economy there proving more resilient than analysts had forecasts, uh, especially with the reopening and the virus sweeping the country. So the question and, and the conversation that people are having is, is it possible that the worst of the slum may be over? Yeah, in fact, some are saying we will be due for a strong Chinese recovery back to pre-pandemic levels this year. That's going to do her at Davos. Yeah. And if you look at the GDP data yesterday, it came in at 3% for the fourth quarter. And that puts it on pace for the second slowest for an annual growth pace since the 1970s. So that all in though, still was better than expected. And if you look at how things may play out, it's not going to be a straight line because you still have a lot of moving parts. One of the moving parts is consumer confidence. That still remains near record lows. And in the headlines as well, the Chinese population is starting to shrink for the first time in six decades. And of course, the property sector, a huge part of the equation. So what will we be due for for that part of the economy? Let's check in with Regina Lim. She is the Director and Head of Research for APAC at MNG Real Estate. Morning, Regina. How are you doing today? Good morning. Regina, I'm let's good. talk about what's playing out in China. A lot happening there. And you have your eye you know, very closely on the matters that will affect the property sector. Have things bottomed out yet for the property sector, especially in light of all the supportive measures we've been seeing rolling out recently? Well, actually, we're quite cautiously optimistic about 2023 overall. m and currently does not invest in China real estate. But we are watching the developments in China very closely because many of the countries we do invest in, such as Australia, Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong and Singapore, are close trading partners with China. And a sizable portion of these countries' exports go to China and therefore a rebound in China's growth will mm. boost uh, demand for real estate, for offices, retail, logistics and so on in the countries in which we invest. The recent policy changes in China are very positive, actually not just for the entire Asia-Pacific, but also for the global economy, and we are watching this very closely. One thing we do note, though, is that, you know, as China does start to reopen, the demand for energy will increase, and it's going to probably push up global inflation, which may surprise on the upside again. Yeah, you mentioned, Regina, that you don't have any um, direct investments in China, so mainly in Australia, Japan, South Korea, Singapore and Hong Kong. Maybe we can take a step back to talk about the M&G approach towards investing in real estate. What do you look out for? I think for the year ahead, we are looking very cautiously at, you know, what are the implications over the last six months in terms of inflation and interest rates. And as the interest rates rose very sharply, um, real estate rental yields, are not providing sufficient spread over interest rates. And more importantly, there's been an increase in uncertainty mm. over how far more will interest rates rise and where they would actually stabilise at over the medium term. And this uncertainty is actually affecting investors' ability to underwrite new investments and that's creating a mismatch between buyer and seller's expectations. So as a result, you know, investment volumes have reduced sharply in the last six months and probably over the first half of 2023, 
as well. So we are watching this closely and we believe that in Asia Pacific, we are going to be positioned better mm. compared to US and Europe. Our adjustments in volumes and asset prices are expected to be uh, less severe. And also, we are not expecting a recession in Asia Pacific. Just a bit of a slower economic growth. Uh, maybe with China growing faster, it will be less slow, uh, but it will still be positive. And I think that's going to be an impact on office demand and retail sales in the whole region. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Regina. In terms of recessionary risks, this part of the world not as badly affected, at least going by expectations, compared to the US and Europe. So more resilient in that sense. So talking about resiliency, what sectors are going to be the most resilient for investors against inflationary pressures? I think it's because we haven't had uh, inflation for a long time. We think inflation is bad. Actually, in my view, inflation is not inherently bad. If it is uh, within expectations and it's predictable. And for real estate, we do like inflation because mm. stable inflation can provide positive rental growth for some asset classes. So if you look historically, office rents have increased more during periods of higher inflation. And in retail, retail rents in certain geographies and certain assets, they are linked to retail sales. So if you go to a capital mall, trust more the tenant sales and the rental is linked so when the inflation is higher retail sales of the of the retailer is higher and the retail rents do go up and contractually uh, some office and logistics assets are uh, the lease agreements have contractual increases in rents that are in line with inflation rates so we do think that uh, many many sectors within the real estate class will be able to benefit from stable inflation. Mm. Well, China, Regina Lim, she is the head of research for APAC at MNG Real Estate. Now, Regina, another thing I've been hearing a lot about these days is ESG, how mm. a lot of people are going for greener buildings. And in that sense, everyone wants a piece of it. So that's really pushing up prices and the premium for these green buildings. And this is where the opportunity is apparently in what's called brown discounts, looking for older buildings so that they can be retrofitted. How is that playing out this year? Well, I think globally the trend has been going on for a while, but in Asia Pacific, it's actually in the last two years where we find that occupiers, employees themselves, and the asset owners and landlords, they've become even more aware for the needs for the real estate that they occupy or operate to be more sustainable. So uh, less environmentally friendly buildings are already experiencing some uh, what we call brown discount, right? And this is because uh, fewer people want to occupy them. There will be a higher vacancy rate. The electricity consumption is too high, so the operational cost is higher. And over time, uh, the rate of depreciation is higher uh, because it could be harder to sell in the future, so there will be lower liquidity. So these are what we call brown discounts. And over time, we believe will become more pronounced and accelerate in Asia-Pacific, just as they have done in Europe. So in our view, um, there is returns to be made by undertaking comprehensive refurbishment of these older buildings to meet uh, modern occupier requirements. And for LNG, for a long time now, environmental and social considerations are already integrated into every step of our investment process. And so uh, when we are looking at an acquisition as part of the process, we do look at how we can drive environment improvement for the assets 
and create value and also meet our net zero carbon targets. So it's a win-win-win thing that anyone can do. Okay, we've been chatting with Regina Lim. She is the Director and Head of Research for APAC at MNG Real Estate. Regina, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.